as I said, we're, we're going to walk through and celebrate just a few things. We do this uh, every year, so we're going to take a few minutes. Now, if you're new today, you might think, oh, like you're, it's like a business meeting kind of a thing. Not really, but we do want to look back and celebrate some things. And I actually think this is a great Sunday if it's your first day to be here because you're going to get a glimpse of some of the things that God is doing and some of the things that he's growing in us as a community. So if you'll grab this uh, for just a minute, we're going to walk through just a couple of little things. The, the challenge with this is uh, the numbers. And let me tell you why. In our culture... We believe, we usually look at numbers, and if they're moving in a, in a positive direction, we usually think everything's awesome. If they're moving in a negative direction, we think things are bad. It's how we're accustomed to seeing numbers. If you're a business leader, if you own a business, if you manage something, uh, if you get annual reports because you own stock or whatever it is, you look at that and you want to see positive increases in your value, right? Am I right? And so it's easy to look at this and you want to say, okay, either it's positive or it's negative. And there's some good in that, but what I don't want us to miss, what I don't want to miss as your pastor, is that every number in here represents the name of a person, and it's a person who is valuable to God, who is loved by God, and who God is pursuing, and I never want us to miss the person. So we have positive numbers this year. Some of you are like, oh, he's setting us up for a bad year. No, it, it, positive numbers, but while that's good... What's more important is that every number has a name, and every name has a story, and every story is important to God. You are represented in this annual report, this impact report, and more than the number, it's your life that matters. And uh, I don't want us to lose sight of that as we look at some numbers. So if you'll open it with me. Uh, the first thing that you'll see is the, some of the worship numbers, and this year we expanded this room. It's awesome. Uh, it's been fun to see God kind of start to fill the gaps. Uh, we, we worried, to be honest with you, we worried when we expanded this room this last year that the services would feel empty uh, because there wouldn't be anybody here. And all of a sudden, God started filling, you know, the seats. It's, it's this interesting picture of God drawing people to this place to be reminded of his love and his grace. And so in this last year, we were up about 10% on Sunday mornings in terms of our attendance. But like I said, it's not just attendance. It's about the people who are coming every Sunday morning. About 920, 930 um, People this last year gathered every Sunday morning. This year, that number's been uh, up over 1,000, and so we're continuing to see God draw people in. Look at the Christmas Eve. Over 2,100 people. It's, it's the largest attendance for any gathering that we've ever had, and listen, that represents people who are interested in being reminded that God is with us. That's what Christmas Eve is all about. God is with us. And that many people. Now, what that represents to us is that God is giving us, and when I say us, I mean our whole church, more and more of a voice in this community. And when God gives us a voice, there's great responsibility with how we use that voice. And I am so thankful that this is a church that proclaims God's grace and his love and his mercy over all people. And we're going to continue to do that no matter how many people God gives us the opportunity to do that with. We're going to continue to do that. Community life. Uh, Pastor Cameron and Pastor Don are all about helping people, helping you and me connect in healthy relationships and take steps of faith in our lives. They're, that's what they're trying to do. And we know 
beyond the shadow of a doubt that the best way to grow is not in isolation, but rather with others, to sit around a table with some other people. And so these numbers represent, 560 represent people that are connecting in some healthy relationships, talking uh, about their faith. Uh, I, every week, I sit with a, a group of guys. I'm committed to this group. Uh, on Thursday mornings, I sit with a group of guys. We sit around a table. We work through together a, uh, a Bible plan, reading plan. And it, what's interesting is um, every now and then, we'll ask each other questions. Hey, what do you think about this passage? We've been going through the book of Matthew. What do you think about this? Like, Jesus said this. Like, do you think he really meant that? And, and, and sometimes, you know, I've been to seminary. Uh, I don't have all the answers, and I need to wrestle with some of the same questions that you all have, and I, it's best to do that in a group. And so I want, I hope, and we are working to help you connect in those kinds of groups uh, around this place. 273 care needs met, that's hospital visits, meals provided when people have babies or they're going through uh, different difficulties and they need some help at home, which I love that number. Um, when I moved to Scottsdale, I, I, uh, this is unlike any community I've ever lived in in my life. Anybody else experience that when you move to Scottsdale? It's just different than any community I've ever, ever, ever lived in. When I lived in Indiana, Ohio, Oklahoma, when someone went into the hospital, they would ask the people, the hospital would ask, what is your church home? We will call your pastor and make them come visit you. And so we would go visit uh, people who were in the hospital. We wanted to. They didn't make us. But we would go visit people in the hospital. I came to Scottsdale, and I find that some of you will get out of the hospital. You've been there like two or three weeks, and you come, and you're like, hey, Matt, I've been in the hospital the last, you know, three, four weeks, and uh, I didn't want to bother you. We didn't want to tell anybody. And I'm like, we are here to support, to serve, and to walk with you in all stages of life. And so if you have a need, we want to hear it. We, we want to be a part of the journey. And I know sometimes if you're hooked up to machines, you don't want someone to see you. And I, I get all of that. But we can call you. We can pray on the phone. Did you know you can pray over the phone with someone? Like God still hears you when you do that. And so we love to do that. We love to serve you in those ways. And so let us know when you have care needs. We can jump in. Uh, and be a part of your journey. Um, this next year, we're going to invest more time and more money, uh, more focus in our next generation. We believe with all that we are uh, that, that God has entrusted us with families that have kids, uh, both in elementary and, and students who are in middle school and high school, and, and it is vitally important that we partner with the parents, that's you, to develop this faith in this next generation. The numbers tell us, statistics tell us that there is a gap. When students graduate high school and they go on to college, there's a gap in their faith and they begin to step away from the church and we wanna do everything that we can with the resources that we have to partner with you, to develop that, that faith. And the good news is that most students, not all, but a lot of students who grow up in the church take a little bit of a gap in their college years, but many of them, you know, return to church because those seeds have been planted. We need to plant seeds as much as we can. And we're going to work to reach these schools, Fountain Hills here in Scottsdale, some of the private schools in Phoenix and uh, Paradise Valley. We're going to reach kids in those schools because we believe God has given us a voice to do that. So we're going to invest more in that. You can see this last year, what we've been working to do 243 kids and students went to a camp which we think is essential for the development of their faith. If you look on the back of, uh, of the impact report, you'll see some of our missions numbers. 334 of us served 
uh, outside of the walls of this church in a mission opportunity, both locally and globally. That is a higher number than we've ever had, and we want to see that continue to increase. I want to challenge you this year. I'd love to see half of the number of people who come on Sundays, so this was about a third, if we could get to half to take an opportunity, whether it's an hour or two hours, to serve in, with one of our local mission partners, to go on a global mission trip. This year, we're going to Paris, huh? <laughs> Paris, to serve with some refugees there. Uh, I believe that we are going to uh, uh, Dominican Republic again. Our students are going to Honduras. We've got a number of opportunities. Oh, we're going back to Berlin this year. I mean, a number of opportunities for you to jump in and be a part of it. This last year, we gave over $250,000 to local and global missions to invest missionally. How awesome is that? Can we celebrate that? I mean, that's, that's awesome. I love it. 2,500 hours we invested with our local mission partners uh, through our service, 430 gifts uh, to to, uh, foster children, which I love that number as well. And then something I want to tell you about that we don't talk a lot about. We believe that Jesus and his vision for the church was that the church would multiply itself again and again. So that it's not all just about one local church. Did you know that it's not just about us? We have all kinds of partner churches in our area. Uh, There are so many churches doing great things. CCV, I mean, we view them as partners in ministry. Scottsdale Bible Church. I mean, you name the church. We view these churches as partners. We are not competing for people in this place. We are partnering to reach people who don't know that God loves them. And we want to plant churches as well who begin to, to, to take the message and, and see it multiplied in the world. So this last year, we invested in five church plants, five new, uh, new churches or church restarts around the globe. Um, we are a part, you are a part of a, uh, a new initiative. Uh, Don and I uh, have been on the front lines of this. We have created a venture capital fund for church plants. Now, if you're a business person, you know what a venture fund is and a venture capital fund. We've, we've done that. And in the last two years, we've given over a quarter of a million dollars to new church starts in our country. And that's incredible. And you all are a part of that. And we want to continue to see that. Uh, we want to continue to see that spread. Now, just some financials. Here's the little financial piece. And uh, some of you are, uh, I know we get to financials and you kind of zone out and you're like, oh, I'm not sure what this has to do with anything. This last year was an amazing year financially. I I think God stoked in us a generosity that we didn't even know was there. Uh, We had our best year in terms of regular income, uh, regular giving. Uh, Our December was off the charts because of you. I mean, it was incredible to see your generosity, which is God working in you uh, to to support what he's doing in and around this place. So last year, our income was about 2.5 million. Uh, Our expenses were 1.9 million. Now, I know because I'm human what that does to some of you. Some of you are like, you know, that means I don't need to give next year. There's this big gap and don't think like that. Uh, We... We also spent $2.4 million on an expansion, which means we were short overall. If you look at all those numbers, see how I was going to come right back around. And, um, anyway, it was an incredible, incredible year. We, we took a step of faith when we decided to expand this space and, cont- and, and to finish out the, the building projects on this campus. So we're, we're done with building projects. I'm so thankful that we are done with building projects on this camp, and I'm so grateful for what God has given us in terms of this, this campus. Uh, our total debt right now, 
sits at right, right at $3.1 million. We transferred all of our debt from long-term debt into short-term line of credit, and our interest rate is 2.5%. That's awesome, right? And uh, some of you are like, how can I get in on that line of credit? Uh, here's, here's what's really cool is that right now we've been kind of uh, saving some. Uh, we've made sure we have a good foundation. We've been saving a little bit. We might, in the next two weeks, make our first payment against the line of credit at $200,000 to get that number below $3 million. So again, it's God's generosity working through you, which I'm so thankful for. The budget this next year, uh, for this says 2019, but it's actually 2020 budget is $2.526 million. That's been approved by uh, the board. Some of you are looking at that and you're saying, that's less than we took in in 2019. It is. And again, some of you are thinking, oh, that means I don't need to. No, don't think that way. Here's what we've done is we've built into our budget an aggressive pay down of our debt. And we've built it into our budget and we've said that anything that comes in above what we took in, what we take in, We'll go right to pay down our debt. We want to pay down our debt so we can invest more and more in ministry dollars, more and more uh, in our missions efforts. Does that make sense? Uh, we've built into this budget uh, over $300,000 of debt pay down this year. It'll be more than that because we're making a $200,000 payment, I think, in the next couple weeks. So uh, anytime we receive above and beyond, we will pay down our debt strategically. Some of you might say, gosh, $3.1 million. What would happen if we paid all of that off? Well, if you can help with that, let me know, and I'll, I'll walk you through what we would do. Some of you are like, would we know what to do if we had that? We would know what to do if we were able to pursue that. But can we, just, can we just celebrate God for all that he's done and is doing in this place? You know, 30-something people uh, baptized last year that represents new life in Christ. Uh, the number of kids and students getting connected, not only to each other, but to, to the love of God, which is planting seeds in their life. I love our church, and I love you. And it is an honor for me. I'm serious. It's an honor for me. To, to be able to be your pastor. It's, it's humbling. And I would not choose any other place in this world to serve because I think what God is doing here, I think it's amazing. And I hope you feel like that about our church because it's just, it's, a, it's an incredible place.